It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. In Genesis chapter 1, we learn how God created a firmament to divide the waters on the second day of creation. Join us on this episode as Pastor John Wilkerson shares biblical principles to live a victorious, separated life for our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Grace to Grow podcast. We're really honored and humbled that people would listen, that this is just our second podcast. And I hope that God will do something in the moments we're together to uh, foster His grace so that we can grow in the knowledge of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to grow in Christ, we need to grow in His Word. And we're in Genesis chapter 1. We're speaking about the parallels between the days of creation and the Christian life. On a previous episode, we spoke a little bit about how that God made the world, but when he made it, it was empty, it was dark, and it was without shape. And that's exactly how he made it. And then his word spoke and his spirit moved. The Bible says the spirit of God moved on the face of the waters of the earth, on that dark earth, and in his word spoke, and then light came on. The day the light came on in creation is another type of the day that someone comes to know Christ. Because without Christ, we are the same way as the world was made. We're created by God, but we are in darkness, we are empty, and we are without purpose. And then God's Spirit begins to move and His Word begins to speak. As we continue down the days of creation, you'll find the next thing that God does on day number two, the Bible says that He said, let the firmament be in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divide the waters from which are under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the even and morning were the second day. On the second day, it looks like to me that God separated the waters from the water. He took some of the water that was in that blob and he put it in the heavens above. And he left the rest of the waters on that blob of the earth. And he created distance. He created space, or his word is firmament. The space between the water on the earth and the water in the heavens. And I think this is all he did on day number two. And this is a type of what God does in the child of God. Once the light comes on in the day one is the day of salvation, God begins to create a desire for separation. And all through the Bible, you will see this context and you'll see this concept of separation. You know, it's sometimes people give um, holy Christians a hard time about this and they'll say, you know what, you just, you need to just let grace and just live however you want to live. And, but you know, the grace of God doesn't just save us, but it sets up a classroom in our heart teaching us to deny an ungodly way of thinking and living. And to live soberly and righteously in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Titus chapter 2, verses 10, 11, 12. You see it right there. And I believe that separation is a vital Bible doctrine. I love the doctrine of salvation. It's very important. But equal to that, after someone's saved, there needs to be the doctrine of separation. In the book of Proverbs, you might be familiar with this verse, where it says, through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddled with all wisdom. There's a desire for wisdom, but there must be a distance between the way this world lives 
and the way God lives in order to really get into thinking and living God's way. And that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is seeing life from God's spectacles. It's seeing life God's way. It's pinpointing and practicing God's way of doing things. But he says, you're going to have to separate yourself to that. In the book of Second Peter, chapter 1, the Bible tells us that add to your faith virtue, and then to virtue, knowledge. Dear friend, as faith, I think, is a concept of salvation there. He said, but before you'll grow in knowledge, you must add virtue. And that's purity. That's clean living. That's separation. Come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Romans chapter 12, verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Reminding us in James chapter one, where the book of James at, at the last part of chapter one, he challenges them to give attention to the word of God. Why? Well, the psalmist says in Psalms 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way in verse number nine? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Well, I do believe in chapter one of James, he says, look, he said, if you give attention to the word of God, there's three things that are gonna be manifest. Number one, he says, you're gonna have control over your mouth. Number two, and you're gonna have a bridled speech. Number two, you're gonna have a benevolent spirit. You'll be helping those who are afflicted and the widows and the fatherless children in context. And number three, You'll keep yourself unspotted from the world. You'll have a separated life. So you can't have a separated holy life with a diet of the world's appetites and foods. You can't. And I'm not talking about physical food. I'm talking about spiritual influences. There must be a separation if you're going to live pure. And I believe it's why before God put the first plant on the planet, before he ever did put the first strawberry or raspberry or banana or apple tree or corn or all the things we enjoy eating before he did any of that, he created distance between his world in heaven and our world on the earth. And dear friend, I think that's exactly what needs to happen today. You and I, if we're going to be fruitful in this life, after we're saved, we must let God put a distance between how this world thinks and how he thinks. Separation. First John 2, verse 15, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's reminding us, John, you've got to separate in your thinking. Be renewed in your mind. The Bible tells in Ephesians, transformed in the book of Romans in our thinking. Why? Because we'll never live a godly, holy, productive, growing Christian life if we're not willing to separate from things counterproductive to that. I think it's pretty interesting. God made the world and God made you. To save us, his spirit moved, his word spoke, and the light came on. That's day number one, a, a day of salvation. Day number two, he separated the waters from the water, created firmament, distance between this world and his world, and on day number two in the Christian walk, we must adapt and apply the doctrine of separation, biblical separation in the world, but not of the world. In John 17, when Jesus prayed for his disciples and prayed for you and me, he said, Lord, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, Father, but keep the world out of them. Why? 
because he wants us to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today on this episode. We're very grateful for folks who listen. We pray that God would help you. I would encourage you to talk to God in prayer. Talk about God to other brothers and sisters in Christ. And then talk for God to people who need to hear of his wonderful saving plan, how they can have their sins forgiven and eternal life be theirs forever. Let's speak for him. Let's be good ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. Until next time, have a wonderful day in Jesus. We are a blessed people to have God's word guiding us to live a separated life for his glory. Let's ask God today to help us understand this amazing biblical principle on separation. Thank you for listening. The one who gives us grace.